Oh my god, it's been so long. <laughs> in about two months. Um, welcome back, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to What a Movie, a nostalgia-infused podcast. We are your hosts. I'm James Ferrero. And I'm Nicole Knudsen. And today, as we teased two months ago now, uh, we have a very special guest uh, joining us today. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't uh, be so shy. Uh, yes, uh, my name, you might need that. Um, hi, I'm Eli Barraza, uh, friend and excited to be here. Fellow movie lover slash yes. movie geek. Slash podcast extraordinaire. So, uh, you know, I dabble. <laughs> I think you, okay, that that's putting it lightly. Yep, 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 yep. If you dabble, then we like dibble. I don't know. Like, what's less than that? Um, but yeah, we are so excited to have Eli on the on the show today. How's everybody doing this fine, what is it, Thursday? Sure, we'll say it's Thursday. We can be any day we want it to be, right? <laughs> Time means nothing. Time means nothing, especially on Thursday if you're a Russian doll fan. Ah, yes, I still need to start season two. Oh, yeah. same, same. I'm like, oh boy, yeah. every time really I see liked, an ad, I'm like, ah! Yeah, really liked uh, season one. Great. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm coasting, I'm listened. I feel like that T-Rex on a skateboard that's just like totally radical, man. <laughs> <laughs> the best, vibing. the best type. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm also doing good. Lot, lots happening. Mostly good stuff, but just very busy. So that it's a lot, but mostly good. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, it was super busy, at least for me, for about five weeks straight of not breathing. But the last week has been a. Uh, Nice time to catch up on movies and TV shows and not have to be anywhere. And it's been really, really nice. Yes. Part of the reason for our uh, unintentional hiatus is uh, James was working tech at the Hollywood uh, Fringe Festival. And, I was. And uh, I had what a no time. life. <laughs> what it a time. Was, it was incredible. Uh, yeah. Good, good time had by all. You know, for, for anyone who's ever fringed before anywhere, you know that it encompasses your entire life and everything. But, uh, that no, was a good time. Saw some good shows, met some good folks. So, yeah, I can't complain. Cool. Uh, for anyone out there who's listening who did not read the episode title, what movie are we watching today? Oh, we are watching a movie that um, some people on today's episode have particular feelings about, I think, which we'll get into. It's, it's incredible. Can well, I swear? There, oh, yes, oh, please absolutely. do. It's fucking incredible. There we go. <laughs> Swearing and, is encouraged on this show. And as a result, it is the fucking Swan Princess from 1994. <laughs> yep. Ho, 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 ho. Yeah, so this was, I think, I initially suggested this, but Eli, when you found out we were going to oh, do this on I the show. Over the moon. Yeah, I, and I, I was like. inserted myself into your business. Oh, yes, and mm-hmm. like very you know, welcome to do so. We are so happy to have you here. And for a while, um, I remember we were like talking about like people we wanted to bring on and then this movie was coming up and it was like, well, Eli's talked a lot about this. Like, yeah, well, maybe we'll bring her on for something else. I don't know. And then finally it was like, what are we doing? No, let's just bring her on for this. Yeah, I think you had brought it up totally unrelated to the show and I had said like, you know, we're going to do it at some point. Do you want to come on for that? And, and absolutely. Yeah. I mean, listen, I bring it up unrelated at all times. <laughs> That's just how it is. Like, Swan Princess is has to be probably top ten, maybe top five, like, childhood movies. Mm-hmm. Like, cornerstone of experiencing cinema. Uh, that is a great segue into uh, what our nostalgic connection is to this movie. Uh, Eli, since you are our guest, uh, do you want to go first and talk a little bit more about that? Okay, so 
where, where to begin, where to begin. Okay, so basically nostalgia connection with it. Uh, I remember a lot of like the, the textures and like very specific moments. Like for example, um, the villain of the story, Rothbart, I, there's this one line of his that has stuck with me and because of the gravel in his voice when he's like, well, that's fine with me. Just fine with me. And like, <laughs> I'm like obsessed with it. The texture in the voice is incredible. And like, that's like my main thing for this entire movie is the texture that it has. Like, for example, the uh, Queen Uberta, her hair like falls in the wine. And for whatever reason, like that sound and like visual, I was like, incredible texture. I love it. So I think like, it's just a bunch of like little moments and also, it's just, it's hilarious. It's so funny. And I remember, like, loving the music as a kid and just, like, I, I don't think I ever, like, wanted to be Princess Odette, but I wanted to go on an adventure like hers kind of thing. I, yeah, and, like, it's nothing but bangers. No, there is one song, though. There is one song that's, like, not great. But most of them are incredible. Most of them are great. <laughs> we get to try to pick which one that is. <laughs> we'll try to guess after we see it, and we'll come back in the second half and uh, see if we get get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty, much, that's pretty much it. I mean, just, like, the voice acting is so fun, and, like, jean Cleet. Jean Cleese. Jean Cleese. Jean Cleese, of course. Jean Bob. Jean Bob the Frog. So there's a lot to love. I think, yeah, I just, I remember watching it on VHS as a kid all the time and probably annoyed my brothers a lot with it. But, like, who, who gives a shit? Like, that's the point of having siblings. <laughs> no, they're not on here. We don't want their opinions. Yeah, no, this is all to about talk you shit. tonight. Raf and Juan, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. Uh, I guess I will go next. Um... Yeah, kind of this uh, similar to you, Eli, in that this was on a pretty heavy rotation when I was little. Um, it was definitely one of like the biggest non-Disney animated films that was on rotation. Um, definitely wore down the VHS uh, quite a bit from the various rewatches. Um, yeah, and I yeah I still remember some of the songs from this. Um, you saying that that's fine with me like it immediately brought me back to that moment in the movie so i think it i feel like this is like in the recesses of my memory but not as far down as some other ones where it's like Mm -hmm. it's just a light dusting of of time that has sprinkled upon it and it'll just come surging back to the surface take a feather duster to that old brain yeah it's just Mm -hmm. a little dusty um yeah, and this was my introduction to uh, the story of Swan Lake, because that's what this is, but with a happy ending. What? Oh. Swan Spoiler. Lake has a sad ending? What? I had, <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> no, no, I mean, of course not. I mean, it a Russian ballet happy. has a so sad, sad ending. ending. <laughs> I'm so surprised. Wait, can you imagine, though, doing a double feature of, like, Black Swan Lake? Or Black Swan Princess? Black Swan Princess? Oh, my God. <laughs> I kind of want to do that now. <laughs> It'd be so good. Or, like, what if, like, you, I can't really do this anymore, but, like, what if, like, back in the days, like, Blockbuster, you go and get the Swan Princess, you put it in, and it's, like, now Black Swan. It's, like, oh, no, No. what? what? It's, like, it's too late. You already rented it. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, that's my nostalgic connection. Uh, James, what about you? I do have a nostalgic connection to this. Um, I don't think I watched it in such heavy rotation as, as it seems like you two have. I do remember seeing it. More than a few times. Um, I, there are like little snippets and clips and things you guys have already said that I'm like, oh, I kind of remember that. And it's like, it's it's like a dream where you wake up and you're like, I remember little bits and pieces, but what did it all mean? I don't 
really know. It doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, aside from the fact that it's Swan Lake, I'm like, okay, I have a rough idea of I think I know what the story is. But, like, yeah, it was, like, it was around. I, I think I enjoyed it just fine. It was perfectly fine. But I don't really have any, like, there was nothing that I was drawn to that was like, yes, this this is the movie for me. So I'm hoping that I'll see it tonight and be like, wow, I was missing out. <laughs> you what were. was my I childhood? I can tell you that. Like, literally, like, okay. <sighs> Ah, I can't. I can't ah, even get into it. it. Like, okay, one of the lines, most iconic lines in the entire thing, is when after Prince Derek says something fucking ridiculous, his advisor is like, "You should write a book, How to Offend a Woman in Five Syllables or Less." And like to this day, I'm like, freaking, like that's so harsh and so pointed. I'm like nothing but respect. That yeah, it's like, and I I do love that that like since it's not Disney that they can like do those jokes that like probably mm-hmm. Disney would like be like nah, that's you know, too much. Like we're not going to do that. Came from Disney. That's funny. He so it was Richard Rich, and he had he was one of the directors on Fox and the Hound and the Black Cauldron. Ah. And so then he left and took a bunch of Disney animators with him and started like the. Rich animation company. A lot of Disney animators did that for a period. That was, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Lots of people jumping ship. You're like, you know what? Fuck this. Yeah, unfortunately, the Google Studios is not as great. Like the Richard animation or whatever. It's like a bunch of Swan Princess remakes. They have done a, a lot of biblical animation. Mm. And I'm like, if that's your vibe, that's your vibe. Not for me, thanks. Did they I'm do a Veggie Tales kind of person. Did they do that Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat? No, they that's did not. Dreamworks. No. Is that Dreamworks? Oh no, this was like straight to video oh. kind of vibes. Yeah. Interesting. I think Interesting. there was like an animated Mormon book movie that they did or something like that. Listen, I was scouting the IMDb earlier, and I was like, <laughs> I'm. This is not to my taste. Swan Princess is still great. Later, like. Yeah. I don't care what your filmography is. Swan Princess, top tier. Interesting. Okay. Um, I think the next section is on a scale of one to ten. How well do we think we remember the plot? Um, normally this would be open to everybody. Eli, I know you've seen this more recently than we have. I have seen this more recently. Um, even then, I would actually say on a scale of one to ten, I I was about an eight. Okay. I was actually pretty, pretty on point. Cool. So we're not um, going to ask you. Yes. Recap, I, probably. I think my memory of it is like a six or a seven. Mine's like a three. All right. Uh, you have the lowest score. Uh, would you like to attempt to give a recap of this film? I will do just that. Uh, all right. So the Swan Princess, based on the the Russian ballet Swan Lake. So you got yourselves a princess. What becomes a swan? There's a bad guy that does it for nefarious purposes, I'm sure. Um, And then she has to become human. Again, there is a prince who I think she'll fall in love with because if you're two attractive people in a movie, you must fall in love. Um, I think there are numerous animal sidekicks to help them in their journey to find their love because if they fall in love she'll become a human or something um plenty of side characters everywhere comic reliefs all over the place you've got your villain running around trying to be like no no (laughs) you cannot become a human again you are a swan and then like i i imagine that it'll end with her becoming a human again because no one wants a depressing ending in this movie i don't think it doesn't the marketing does not lend itself to that so, uh... No, give me the depressing Russian ending. I mean... In this kid's movie. <laughs> I, I I mean, maybe if Don Bluth did it, sure. But, like, we're not we're not there right now. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that'll end happily ever after, and they'll be fine to pursue their further adventures in the sequels and all of that. Um, so that's my... It's not really a recap of the plot. That's my kind of overall uh, cliff notes, I suppose. Your recap slash guess? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like the summary on the cliff notes website. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that your teacher looks at and goes, okay, come on. There's really? a guy really? in a place and they do a thing. He came in, he did the thing, and he said no, and she said ah, and then they all kissed and it was fine. Can you remember <laughs> even like the prince and princess's names? Uh, Yes, well, partially because I've heard it here, yeah. so thank you. I know it's Prince Derek and Odette. Oh, yeah. Like yep. Clifford Odette's. Okay, there it is. Um, Yeah, and I think there's a... You said there was a frog. I think there's a turtle or yeah. something. There's a bird somewhere. Um, is it sh- <laughs> I forgot I, about the puffin. <laughs> I, I suppose. Um, yeah. Um, oh, and there's songs. There are songs. I don't remember any of the songs, but there are songs. That much I know. Uh... Yes, I did when I when I looked up this movie earlier. I did see who does voice the uh, was it Roth Rothbart Rothbart Rothbart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see that he is voiced by Jack Palance, which made me laugh. I went, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense now. And yeah. you saying that line earlier, I'm like, that does sound like something he would say. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised, mm-hmm. and might be something that I'll have to adopt. I feel like I said that a lot during Fringe. Yeah, just like that's fine with me. me. I think he actually, because I don't think he had really done animation, and he had to be convinced to, like, take this role. And that's, he was perfect. Perfect. Like, that's that's a, part of the movie. That's amazing, because he is just a cartoon character in most other things you see him in. It's mm-hmm. just his natural, like, presence on screen is always like, hey! It's like, yeah. Jesus. His villain song is incredible. Well, now I'm very excited. It's so, uh, I mean, villain songs are always the best, though. They are. Yeah. Like, I don't they think are. I've ever come across a villain song I didn't like. You I know? mean, nope. the devil gets the best lines and songs. Mm-hmm. It's true. Facts. Yeah, it's just that's just how it works. It's gotta be a We don't make the rules. Um, we'll be having the devil on next week for our next episode, I think. Right? What? Mm-hmm. Huh? Oh, well, I haven't told you about that. <laughs> now we'll come back to that. It's fine. Uh, uh, that's my the- summary <laughs> of this one, Princess Lake. Shall we go down the line and uh, give our nostalgia infused? Grade. So this is the grade that you would have given it when you first saw it in your youth, how much you loved it then. Uh, shall we start with you again, Eli? I was, it was probably a 10 out of 10, five stars, A+, plus, no notes. I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know, maybe I was a harsh critic and I just don't remember more. I was like, mm, no, nah, they should have changed that, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure it was like an A+, plus. absolutely loved it. Yeah. I think given how much I remember of this movie, um, meaning that I watched it just a a fuck ton, uh, I'm going to give it an A. A nostalgia-infused A. And even though I don't have a super hard nostalgia connection, just remembering the little bits I do and thinking about some of those lines again, I was like, this sticks out more than than I gave it credit for when I'm like remembering back on things. So like... I'll give it a B. I'll start at a solid B, I think. I think You're not going to end at a solid I, B. It, I, it doesn't sound like I will. It doesn't sound like I will. I'm hoping that it goes up. I'm always hoping Listen, if it doesn't, to be if it doesn't get bumped up, I don't know if we can be on speaking terms. I mean, I mean, well, okay, for, for the course of this episode, I will, no, I won't lie, I'll be honest, but I don't know. I don't want to lose the friendship, though. That would suck. Well, I'm honored. But I'm hopefully I won't have to because it'll be so great. See, I'm taking the Spice World model here of like, 
I gave that movie no credit before I went in, and I came out thinking it was incredible. So it shows what I know. Like the perfect movie watching experience. If you haven't listened to our Spice World episode, go back and listen to it, folks, and go watch that movie. Go you can dig find up it. Spice World. You have to and dig over it. the internet to find it. It's not easy, but do it. It's incredible. Um, uh, alrighty. Uh, if anybody is listening to this show for the very first time, we are about to take a break. We are all going to go watch The Swan Princess, and we will come back and. Uh, go through the plot and tell you what actually happens in this uh, in this cinematic masterpiece. Maybe, probably. Um, and it seems like we're trending <laughs> that way. Yeah, and uh, so. uh, we will share our thoughts and feelings. But before we do that, uh, we usually like to partake in a beverage or a snack of some kind uh, during the watching of the movie. Uh, d- does anybody know what they're going to be? Having, I might have some of the wine that's chilling in the freezer right now. <laughs> Actually, that wine is very nice. hot. It is uh, mid-July in Los Angeles, so it's a bit toasty. I may start with that wine and then transfer over to beer, I'm thinking. thinking it's a, it's a mm-hmm. night for that. I am going with whatever beer you have in your fridge. We have a or lovely selection fridge. of 805 or Mango Cart. Gotta do 805, represent Ventura County. There you hey, go. Area code. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, alrighty, folks. We're about to go watch this movie. We will be back soon. Finger guns. Ah, oh, God. We actually gotta go do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> swan, a swan, a swan. Cool. That's fine with me. Oh God, we're recording! I didn't realize. <laughs> Surprise! That's fine with me. That's why you're the sound. Fine with me. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible every time. Welcome back, everyone. We have uh, just finished our rewatch of the Swan Princess. Swan, a swan, a swan. I I do. Okay, this is I guess diving into it. I do wish that they had diving let... swan diving into it. Swan dive, yes. Um, I did want to say that near the end, but it wasn't appropriate. But uh, I do wish that when Odette is a swan, they would just let her be the vicious monster that actual swans are. Like, let her be a monster. She deserves to be a monster. And then when she becomes a human again, it's just like, oh, I'm so relieved. And then she goes back and it's like, yeah, Swans are vicious. Swans are mean. And she has every right to be mean. Oh, yes. She has more right than most people I know. Most swans I know, as a matter of fact. So, uh, James, how would you say you did in your uh, (laughs) recap slash prediction of uh, of what Uh, the plot was going to be? I think I nailed it. 10 out of 10. Easy. Uh, No, I mean, I think I hit all of the basic points. There's definitely a lot more to this movie than I remembered, um, and that was fun to revisit. Uh, I was happy to see how it was different than how I remembered it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's almost like you know basic story structure. Well, I have been dating a writer for a number of years. So, and also you know, you're you an actor and have been around the industry for, you know, your whole life. So This is fair. This is fair. <laughs> I've watched a lot of movies in my time. Uh, Eli, how was this for you for your second recent rewatch? Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, it's... Oh. I'm speechless. I'm spe- like 
I had, I had, I was, I don't know if it seemed like it, but I was restraining myself. I was like, don't sing along to the songs. You can mouth them, but don't actually sing out loud. I don't know. Like, don't I, go that far. I mean, you might have gone that far. We didn't mind. It was just like, it was like, no, 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 no. We're all vibing here. It's good. It's yeah. good. Uh, it was, listen, it's not, we'll save it for karaoke night. <laughs> um, Swan, princess, bust karaoke Bust out uh, far longer than forever. Listen. What if, what if it was like karaoke night specifically for like non-Disney animated movies? I think we would, that would all be have a deep a cut. Time. That's yeah. a deep cut, and it would be fascinating. Okay, yes. but I call in the dark of the night from Anastasia because right. it fucking slaps. That's fair. I may have to call it because I'm a basic bitch. Uh, once upon a December from Anastasia. All right, we'll I'll just cry. That'll be the closer for the night. Yep. Fine, I'll do Toxic Love from Ferngully. I don't care. That's quality. That's, that's like some right top notch shit right there. Perfect. Um, I guess we dive into uh are like actually going through the plot unless there's any like big overarching things that anybody wants to address at the top i say we just jump into it yeah um i just do want to say one thing i i do wonder how much was deliberately pulled for this movie from beauty and the beast both Mm -hmm. specifically the disney animated version and also the the original fairy tale and I asked this because of one specific line of like Rothbart, uh, we're jumping way ahead into the plot, um, but Rothbart is like basically every night going to Odette and asking, I'll break this curse if you'll marry me. And Odette always says no. And that is the central thing in the, ori- or well, I'm not going to go into what the, quote, original version of Beauty and the Beast is here. We don't have time for that. But in the original, most widely known version of Beauty and the Beast, that is what happens. I was about to say the Grimm's version, but it was even Grimm's. It's not Grimm's. So I know there's two like, different French versions. Yeah. There's like the original original, and then there's the original version, which is the version that everybody knows, and that was an adapted version from the original original. It's a whole thing. We don't have time for this. And this is a completely different story from the Swan Princess. So All I'm saying is that I did play the Enchantress in the school play and still remember the opening monologue to this day. Excellent. Um, but anyways, that's... That, we like we may said. ask you to recite it at the end of this episode, possibly. Listen, <laughs> if you it. dare me, I'll do it. Don't push me. Um, but, like, it, it, to go back to the Swan Princess, there was a, a certain tone, even the just the quality of the music and some of the animation that really reminded me of Beauty and the Beast. And, like, it had to have been an influence. It had to have been. Oh, absolutely. I feel like every time Prince Derek was just, like, wide-eyed looking at something intently, I was like, oh, it's like, it's like the first look from the Beast. Adam is his name or something? Yes. Yeah. It's never said in the movie, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very Beauty and the Beast, Sleeping Beauty heavily. Yes, it is a heavy, sure. heavy mashup for of sure. both of those. The sprinkle of Quest for Camelot. Yes. The <laughs> um, show, or a show, a movie that we cannot do on this show unless someone brings it to us because we've watched it too recently. I mean, but... it's, it's our show. We can change the rules if I know, want. but I like to stick to the rules as much as possible. And I like to break them all the time. If you love Quest for Camelot and haven't seen it in a while, let us know. 
so that we can talk about it on this podcast. Anyway, uh, shall we dive into the plot now that I've gotten that out of the Okay, the it all starts with a croissant. <laughs> a, a baby, a pink baby croissant. She gave birth to a croissant. Here it is, it's pink. So, we, so we open with uh, this narration to set the scene, which I think is, you know, an economical use of this film's time. It's only an hour and a half. It's a very tight, you know, quick moving film. Um, and, uh, Prince, or sorry, King William, uh, has no heirs and would very much like an heir to pass his kingdom on to. And, uh, he's old, by the way. Like, yeah, he's, he's, he's running out of time, apparently. Yeah. They he, keep establishing that. Like, did we tell you he was old? Yeah, he's very he's old. he's gonna get even older. And, uh, somehow, Baby Odette appears, uh, swaddled like a little pink croissant. And, um, where is Odette's mother? Was it a queen who died in childbirth? Was it uh, someone who King William maybe just... Maybe they stole her from the village. I mean, maybe. Yeah, was Odette adopted? Which would be very cool of how it's like, you know... No, I think... Royalty I, doesn't necessarily have no, to pass think, down by blood. I think blood. they're implying that the mom dies off screen and they don't go into it in a really... I mean, these like, guys mm. came from Disney. They're gonna kill off at least That's one true. Parent. Even yeah. if they never even mentioned that there was even a mom. It's not yeah. like she lost her mother. It's like, nope, she there just, was no mother. Yeah, a, a, a serving woman hands the croissant-swaddled baby Odette to King William. <laughs> baby croissant will take the time. Uh, and, uh... Leading with the uh, the Sleeping Beauty vibes of it's this uh, this royal gathering to greet Baby Odette, except there are no um, slighted evil fairies, uh, and However. it's just a a little baby Derek who's I think it's implied a f- a few years older than Odette, like he's, he's still. He's like four the, or five. Yeah, he, yeah. He's this like is the first little. Sleeping Beauty moment that I was like, uh, hey, yeah. And it, we get the introduction again via the the narration of hey, King William and Queen Uberta of a neighboring kingdom are like hey, what if we played matchmaker to our literal children? Uberta is a very unfortunate name. I just realized. You know what? She carries it well though. No, yeah. she does. She does. She, she is great. It. But yes, she's burdened with a difficult name, but she's come to accept it and to flaunt it. She you said, burdened. it doesn't matter that it sounds like a disease you get on the bottom of your toe. I will own this. And good on her. Um, and then we're kind of off to the races with uh, Derek and Odette. And well, they're... Oh, first, you have oh, Rothbart. Yeah. There oh, is yeah. an evil slighted fairy, but he's an evil slighted sorcerer for yeah. unknown reasons. Who's just there? Like, it's unclear why he wants power he just does which honestly i don't need any more than that well i will say i do think later on in his villain song it does establish that he basically like wants to be taken seriously right Mm -hmm. like he he keeps making jokes about like how like he's tacky or whatever i just feel like maybe there's a class consciousness here where clearly he is the under like underfoot He's, class that he seems like rules. a guy that does a lot of community theater and just wants to get into that one equity production yeah he, he just, just wa- wants that credit he's he like wants I his can equity do it. card I so can bad. do it if you just give me the chance and they're like no and he's like well fine I'm gonna do a whole musical number and it'll be tacky as fuck and I don't care because but it's know. on purpose <laughs> it's perfect and amazing uh yeah so uh, do you want to 
briefly walk through what happens with him in this opening oh, yeah. narration. So basically, he is planning to attack the kingdom. King William uh, stops him literally on the eve of Rothbart's attack. Um, and uh, yeah, he's banished because King William is so nice. He's like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to banish you so you can bother me later. And Rothbart's like, thanks, bud. Uh, I just want you to know that one day everything you own and everything you love will be mine. It's awesome. The, the delivery is incredible. Voiced by the legendary Jack Plants in such a fun, fun role. God, he is just ripping this to shreds in the yes. best way. Uh, yeah, perfect casting. All of the casting in this is There is great. no like, more scenery after every scene he is in. Because no. he has chewed it all completely He off. has made the scenery and then vanished it because that I is... the scenery. That is I his power. That is his, as you an enchanter. He does a lot of illusions. Yes. Um... And some very, very detailed and very specific swan magic. <laughs> oh, so good. Swan spells. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, um, then we get but, slightly but older. Back to the happy stuff. Yeah. We, Forcing these children to love one another. I mean, honestly, I feel like as far as arranged marriages go. It's not the worst. Or, or hopefully arranged marriages. Uberta and William go about this and like... A pretty decent way. It's like, let's let them at least get to know each other. Maybe they won't fall in love, but maybe they'll become friends. Let and like fight. that's a happy marriage right there. And they don't they don't force it when things fall apart. Spoiler alert, uh, that's jumping ahead of what I think is like truly a brilliant introductory song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such a good idea. Like, everybody's lines are so good. You get everyone's perspectives. You get kind of, like, the stakes of what everyone will hope will happen. Um, it's also, very tight. It's yeah. very tight. The chorus, I think, is the best oh part. God, it's so good. Yeah, the servants and, like, the, the, the lay people of the kingdom, they have their priorities in order. They're just hoping that taxes will be lower once this marriage happens and... Uh, some some younger blood uh, takes power and is like, hey, maybe you'll listen to us finally, maybe one day. Like I, if I'm supporting anyone in this movie, it's the servants, and like maybe that's the anti-monarchist in me talking. But like they they were right at every turn. The servants were right. Yeah. Um. And uh, I I think it covers like the progression of Derek and Odette growing up from literal childhood and the like completely accurate reactions that both of them have to being forced into proximity to each other, uh, to them growing up and being like, actually, we're both really hot and I'm kind of into you. <laughs> and I will say like, what's cool is that you do get a really solid sense of Odette's personality, Derek's personality, Derek's friend Bromley's personality. Bromley's the worst fucking part of this entire But movie. you do get a very clear sense of how much he is the worst. Yeah. And just to jump back for a second, going back to the chorus, for any of you wondering, well, what are you talking about the chorus for? Why Why is this so great? I just pulled up. These are, the, these are just some of the lyrics they have in the middle that I feel sums up pretty well. It goes, we need a royal wedding. I'd love to be invited. At least we'd get a holiday to rest our plows and axes. Someday these two will marry, two lands will be united, and with some luck their marriage may result in lower taxes. I mean, who wrote this? This is this is brilliant. A great lyricist, or just multiple lyricists. Brilliant. This yeah. entire movie is just like very subtly lacing in workers' rights. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. But anywho, sorry, yeah, but yes, they, they grow up and they're hot and they're like, oh thank God. 
and uh, and they're both like, "Hey, I'm really into you. Hey, I'm really into you too." Derek Let's is like, "Married." Name the day of the wedding, and then Odette says, "Hold up, Derek, my beloved himbo." <laughs> Honey. Uh, Eli, you alluded to this in the opening. Would you like to recap this moment, which is truly, like, I'm shocked that this exists in a film from 1994. Okay, so Odette is like, yeah, basically, why do you love me? And Derek's like, "Uh, uh, well, you're beautiful. And she's like, yeah, that's great, but also, like, like, what else? And meanwhile, everyone around them is, like, panicking. They're like, what the fuck, Odette? What are you doing? And Derek himbo uh, extraordinaire is like uh what else is there and like literally everybody is like face palming this like he has totally botched it and as nicole pointed out uh uberta and william do respect the fact that this was a major fuck up and the kids are not getting married after all because odette's like if all he is into me for is my beauty like i want more so nothing but respect for that and then like in the following scene, Rogers, the uh, conduct, the music conductor, who quite frankly has an absurd amount of power within this entire government. He will be king one day. Yeah, he's honestly like the de facto king. He's banging your bird up. Yeah, for sure. And he's like, Absolutely. if I wasn't here, this kingdom would have fallen apart years ago. Yeah, he's so like, you're he's he's Hubert's like second in command which basically means he runs everything mm-hmm. yeah. uberta is the idea person and rogers is the practical okay i'm going to create the steps to put your big idea plans into effect and then chamberlain actually gets shit done yes yeah. uberta's assistant who honestly is just feels like a hollywood assistant it was very real <laughs> but yeah so- U- uberta's the director rogers is the producer chamberlain is the stage manager absolutely um, but yeah, so, uh, Rogers, Bromley, and Derek are all hanging out. Derek is like, I really fucked this up. Oh no. And Rogers is like, yeah, you could write a book. How to offend a woman in five syllables or less. And it's, it's like, I see you're painting. Let me twist that knife a little bit more because you really did fuck it up, man. I don't think you realize that. I do love, and you mentioned this, uh, Eli, as we were watching it, of just, like, Rogers just sticks it to everybody who's technically, quote, above him. Yes. I was just like, no, I'm not letting any of you get away with the shit. Maybe you burn up, but that's because we're fucking. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, just his facial reactions to everything, like, the fact that these animators took the time and were like, no, 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 what does Rogers think about this, though, guys? Yeah. Rogers has opinions, and they must be heard. Oh, absolutely. And, oh. and credit to that line, too, going back to him, like, with the infamous, like, you know, like, what else is their line, which, like, if you just read it on the paper, you probably would think of that and be like, oh, God, what a fucking terrible thing to say. Like, what an asshole. But, like, the way they direct it and they act mm-hmm. it and they do it, like, it's not, it's good because, obviously, Derek can't come off as an asshole here, otherwise we won't care. But just the way he says it, it is so innocent and stupid it's like he's not being a dick about it he's just an idiot like yeah. it's just it's it's so like what like what like and it's just he's never thought about this before which i was like oh like think about the line I was like that must have been hard looking at that on the scripting way like okay we got to make you still likable here mm-hmm. we can't make you come off like an asshole okay? yeah and i feel like they they really underline that point that just Derek is not good with words in that exact same scene with Rogers uh, where it's just he's trying to explain like what 
the question of what else is there? And he literally, he's just gesturing and like trailing off and doesn't actually say anything. So there, there's like this really deep internal life that he can't actually vocalize. Yeah. He's, he's me talking about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> sweet he's just so bedazzled or and like agog with her that he cannot put into words how much he is amazed by her like listen that that's the way i feel about a lot of people though like Derek, you get it like you're you're a fool but i i see it i see it some yeah. of your friends you're just like Garrett, just yeah yeah. It's, yeah. it's like where you just like yeah. gesture and you're like, do they're great. Yeah. They're amazing. <laughs> oh my God. But, I mean, yeah, as we discussed in the watching of the movie, it's like there are not many brain cells present in any of the characters in this film. Between Odette and Derek, Odette 100% almost always has the brain cell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's brains, he is brawn. Like, yes. That's, it's great. It's simple. And yeah. what brawn that we'll get to later. <laughs> well, yeah. Some brawn there. Um, but unfortunately, this tomfoolery is interrupted uh, by uh, Prince, or not Prince. I keep wanting to say Prince William because of the fucking British monarchy, whatever. Is that yeah. still around? Unfortunately. Yeah. Not for much longer. <laughs> King William. Uh, but King William uh, is attacked by Rothbart because he knew he'd be back. It's like, uh, I fucking told you you should have killed him if you had like, a chance, bro. Remember me from the prologue? Ten minutes ago? Aha, I have not aged, but I am here. Yeah, no one no one except for Derek, mm-hmm. Odette, and Bromley age. Everyone, everyone else stays else... the same. I was like, they look good for being, you know, what, 18 well, years old? Well, King was supposed to already be old and, like, fearing death, and he has this baby, and then 18 years later, He's like, I'm doing great! Until he's, like, murdered by Rothbart, but, like, what? Which is about to happen right now, because, uh, yeah... Because Rothbart uses his uh, spooky, spooky magic and turns into, uh, what do they call it? The great animal. The great animal, which is... Yes. It's it's, uh, to paint a picture in this audio medium. uh, It's basically a giant bat. A very scary giant bat. But that that is uh, the the great animal form of choice that Rothbart has... Uh, do you think he has a book of bat spells to go along with his um, book of swan he, spells? Bat spells. Bat spells written by Griffin Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Griffin Wolf Bat has written the bat spells. The head is very wolf-like, and then the like the feet of this creature are very Griffin bird-like. So Griffin Wolf. Bat. Yeah, but the the whole like midsection of the body, it's including very, like the wings, yeah. it's very much ju- it's just a bat. Just a bat. Just a bat. Just a, a bat. Just a like an eight foot tall bat with a wolf head. With he, some like excellent shrieking, might mm, I add? Yes. Good shrieking, yeah. He is vengeance. He is the knight. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, King William's uh, captain of the guard runs and tells uh, Uberta's castle, tells Derek. Derek rushes out into the rain, um, finds the carriage totally obliterated, and King William is like dying. And I just want to make a quick note Prince Derek's hair sucks, except in the rain where it actually looked okay. <laughs> Anyways, King William is like dying, and he's like, it's not what it seems. 
it's not what it seems. And it's like, Nicole, you pointed out, it's like, why couldn't you have been more descriptive? Rothbart has returned. Rothbart is back. Like, literally everyone, I assume, everyone knows who Rothbart is and be like, okay, cool, this sorcerer, so there's magic afoot. I mean, Maybe we, we should go like, find Rothbart. We did establish almost 20 years ago that he was already an old man. And so 20 years from now, he's like a very old man. So maybe he was just like, it's like, okay, old man, you must, also, you must go to sleep now. this, like, queendom, since it's Queen Uberta's area that this happened in, like, may, I, may I just say that she, like... They clearly don't have a great memory, considering that later when <laughs> not Princess Odette shows up and they can't recognize her. All I'm saying is we should not trust anyone's memory in this movie. Everyone is an unreliable narrator. I guess Absolutely. that's fair. I mean, I guess when you're royalty, like, I imagine you're imbibing in at least a decent amount of wine or other alcohol lots throughout the day. Lots of drugs. Um, and that fucks with your brain if you're drinking it that much. Well, I mean, you might, it might be safer than drinking the water. That's I mean, true. If this, I don't know. That lake looked pretty pristine. If this movie... Got swamp poop in it. That's true. Do they know to boil the water? If they could have animated <laughs> a wine glass in Uberta's hand at all times, they would have. That, oh, honestly, because, that explains... Because her energy every time she comes on is like, well, okay, we're going to have a good time, aren't we? Yeah, we she'd my glass. along it's with empty. Linda from Bob's Belchers. Bob's Belchers. Listen. His name's Bob Burgers. Yes, we... So I am the Belgian Bob. I'm relatively new to Bob's Burgers. We're like midway through season four. (laughs) Uh, So uh, yes. uh, Season four? Yeah, it is season four. Yeah, we're in season four. We did go see the Bob's Burgers movie in theaters. (gasps) I haven't seen it. Is it good? It's very fun. fun. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, But uh, yes, I uh, 100% agree that... uh, I'm sure I was holding my wine. Oh my god, Linda Linda Belcher going to visit Queen Uberta in her castle. Oh, she like, gets so dressed up. Oh my god, she she would be part of the princesses on parade. She would insist on leading the band. She was not supposed to no. be there. Yeah. Oh my she god, Bobby, I could be was. a princess. We're gonna do it. <laughs> Alternate oh, version of oh the god, swan no, princess. I, I, I Instead of a uh, black swan Odette walking in, it's just <laughs> Linda Belcher. <laughs> <laughs> she Who so could is it the milkman? It's not the milkman. Milk <laughs> I can be the milkman if you want me to be. I <laughs> uh, must be the prince. I'm gonna eat you right up. We are getting so far. <laughs> um, uh, Rothbart, uh, surprise, has kidnapped Odette in what? Honestly, like I made a note and then immediately crossed it out because he explains his motives very soon after. Of like, why does Rothbart? kidnap Odette. Grand Theft Odette. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it's a surprisingly logical plan for an evil villain of like, hey, if I steal the throne, I'm gonna be looking over my shoulder for the rest of my life, but if I marry into it, quote, legally, no one can say anything. It's very smart. Nothing but respect to this would-be king. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like, I... I disapprove of literally everything you're doing, but, like, this is solid logic to your plan, my dude. But he does super cool sorcery, and he's pretty smart. Plus, he has an awesome assistant. Hagatha. Hagatha! <laughs> so she is only credited, uh, his, his, his assistant is this very, like, small old woman. She's only credited as the Hag, so we have deemed her Hagatha. Hagatha Crispy. She deserves a name. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. But yeah, I feel like it's a really good explanation of, like, what the stakes are and, like, the rules of the magic where it's like, okay, Odette, like, you're a swan on the lake, uh, but if the moon comes up on the lake, then you turn into a human, but once the moon leaves the lake, no matter where you are, you turn into a swan again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, though it also begs the question, because Odette seems to know what will break the spell, does this mean that Rothbart also told her how to break the spell of, like, I can only, like... I can only kiss my one true love, and there must be this public gesture of a vow of everlasting love. Um, which, um, is that part of the rules of the magic? Which, like, it could be. I don't think the movie thought this through. I'm just trying to fill in the Maybe gaps. Maybe she was like, true love should work, but it's gotta, it's gotta be, there's gotta be possessed. I, I, I do yeah. like that they took the effort to put more work into that than just having it be like a true love will solve it because like that's always seems like kind of like all right that's like that's an easy fix for a lot of like you know issues of like well Mm -hmm. what's going to happen at the end Mm -hmm. not to jump ahead too far but it's like i will but when we get there i do want to talk about that because yeah that ending happens and the rules get a little uh, yeah honestly i do interesting it's fine like it's not the worst thing but i was like okay honestly i kind of appreciate how i like how they went for it how particular, like, down into the minutia, mm-hmm. the rules must be followed of, like, you cannot just say a general vow of everlasting love and think of the person you want. It has, like, the physical person must be there. And, like, yeah. that, and you them's the rules. To the world. Yeah. Yeah, which, like, anybody, anybody can say anything. Yeah. Maybe, unless that is Derek's, like, thing at the end of killing Rothbard of like no I have this is the proof maybe that's what breaks this well I think I think it's when no 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 no. let's save this for when we get to the end okay you're right you're right yeah we're getting ahead of ourselves I'm gonna make Um, I'm gonna make a note of that so uh, that's a swan so yes please lead us in Odette's a swan now Odette's a swan she gets everything described to her uh she's a sad swan because she can't be with her love um I remember now is this like is this and he's already described like yeah his whole like marriage plan which he's like absolutely not he's like fine and is it here that we meet our no it's not we no? have we have workers rights first workers rights okay is... why, 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 why don't you <laughs> okay from here so basically we cut back to Derek and Bromley and Derek is now training to defeat the great animal ah, yeah oh my god that's and right. we have okay, based off of this. the very very cryptic uh comment that King William said it's as not he was dying what it seems. it's not it's what it yeah seems. it's King William's comment about it's not what it seems and uh the captain of King William's like regimen saying like we were attacked by like a, a beast mm-hmm. and yeah okay so basically uh they're they are now training for this and this is where we go into the next song of the uh movie which is called practice 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 oh, very imaginatively titled <laughs> and basically it's like they have all of the music rogers musicians like the orchestra and they have all dressed up as animals uh and so now Derek and Bromley must shoot them with like soft powdered arrows like it won't kill them it'll just mark them with the color blue for Derek. it's basically like primitive paintball yeah exactly it's paintball but with bows and arrows bromley cheats does look like a lot of fun yeah bromley is not really good at anything sucks bromley's that guy that you like you know knew in high school maybe college who like you were friends with maybe at a convenience or whatever and then you got older and you ran into them again and you were just like wow like 
you're just bad at everything. And Bromley, he, like, talks a big game, though. That's, like, that's what's annoying. That's, like, that, you that's can be bad thing, at yeah. shit if you acknowledge that's it. That's the thing. Yeah. He, he, he is, it's he like, is a I'm bragger. just here, like, to support you, man. I'm. Do I have to play? Okay. He's like, oh, no, Derek. Like, I don't even know if you could do this. Like, you know, like, you have to be, like, super brave and stuff. And it's like, okay, Bromley, you be fucking brave. Like, but yeah. they, we do get that great moment where, like, the because they're all the musicians who are like, we're not supposed to be doing this. And it's like and the servants, the servants have the day, day off. off so Which I'm like, you shouldn't. You also shouldn't ask the servants to do this unless you're paying them extra, and they've agreed. Not yeah. in not not in this economy. No, literally the song the song practice practice starts says we are a band and not a band of animals. <laughs> yeah. which I think is which, hilarious. Which was just like yeah, like you said, workers' rights and just like any actor getting started in the business who's like has to do those jobs if it's like yeah no i'm an actor but i also you know dress up as an animal and run around for rich people and get shot at by arrows but it's okay yeah it's okay honestly you get paid this was one of the sequences that i remembered pretty clearly but forgot the context of it Mm -hmm. because the context is derek just wants to train so that he can hunt down the great animal. He wants animal. to become a superhero to kill this thing. Yeah, it's like, which, like, wow. I, I do appreciate that throughout, like, you know, as much of a himbo as Derek is, he is actually pretty capable as far as, like, the, the physical elements of, like, he's, like, a great shot. He's, you know, a, a good fighter. Mm-hmm. He's like, very calm under pressure. Yeah, um, which I appreciated that. It was, like, a consistent through line in where it's like, oh, yeah, I, I see why Odette fell in love with you. Yeah. Yeah. She has the brains, and as you said, Eli, he has the brawn. Yeah, exactly. But he does, like, the guy who's the duck. <laughs> he gets so, like, pelted by these arrows that even Derek is like, yeah, you can take a few days off. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I oh. got a little carried away. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But, and then Bromley cheats. It almost seems like he's going to win because of all the points. And then it turns out, oh, no, Derek actually won because of, like, this one final mark on the rabbit. He, because he did the rabbit in the butt. Yeah. yeah. All... <laughs> he did the rabbit in the butt. <laughs> I'm just talking about the movie, folks. So go, go watch it if you're, if you're confused and you're like, why did he say that? Uh, yeah. Anybody listening, I hope you don't have children present. <laughs> So why are they listening to this? We told you on the description this is an explicit podcast. Yeah, you should not let your kids listen. Yeah, swearing is encouraged. Fuck yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so then Bromley's like talking a big game, being like, "Yeah, you're a great shot, but like you need a lot of courage to fight the great animal." And Rogers is like, "Oh, oh, Oh, Bromley's talking shit." Bitch said what? Uh Oh, and so then they have this whole bit, which actually turns out to be very relevant to the plot. Where Bromley's in a suit of armor, he is supposed to shoot an arrow at Derek, who spins around to catch it, and then shoots back at Bromley at the apple on his head, very William Tell, which they do successfully, despite Bromley being a little bitch about it. I will say, and like we, like we said, this will come back later, and it definitely is more relevant to that moment later, but like him spinning around and catching that arrow and like firing it back, I was thinking about this, like if you were looking at any of these like Disney princes that have their moments in anything like some of them have some moments you know philip gets to like spear maleficent with a sword like into her chest it's like that's pretty sick i don't know this might be the most badass moment a prince gets in anything where it's like i spin around grab the arrow with my hand put it in my bone i snatch it out of the air i don't think any disney prince can match up to that that's like that's pretty fucking sick honestly i feel like Derek was modeled a lot off of 
Prince Philip from Sleeping Beauty as far as behavior goes. They just they gave even him a, have him, they gave him a personality. Yes. They even have him like cutting through like the brush to get to Odette, a la oh, cutting fire. through the thorns to get to Maleficent. But I feel like with Derek, we actually see the justification of like this is why he is very good at what he does, because he yeah. is so dedicated, whereas with Prince Philip it's just like he's a prince, he's good at it. I'm yeah. just good at my job. Of course yeah. he would be. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. after that, we then finally get to, as you were about to bring up, uh, Jean-Bob and ah, Speed. Yes. <laughs> so we're back at the lake with Odette. Um, Sad and, Swan. Yeah, Swan, and uh, there's this little, little frog guy. <laughs> Who thinks he's a prince. He's definitely not, but is trying to... Because cont- the prince and the frog, the princess and the frog isn't coming out for a while. Yeah, for another so almost will, 20 years. So this will have to hold over for that moment. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jean-Bob is con- consistently trying to get Odette to give him a kiss. And Odette is like, I can't do that because then I won't be able to break the spell because I can only kiss my one true love. Also, I don't want to kiss a frog. Also that. Also, yeah. Also, you're a also, creeper. Also, you're a frog who's been reported to HR way too many times. <laughs> way too many times. And meanwhile, there's Speed, who's just a turtle and just a vibin'. He's yeah, like, I'm friends with Jean Bob. I don't know how this happened, but I'm living my life. Yeah, we're friends based off of like circumstance. We have similar ecosystems. Yeah. It's and like should, I either also... am friends with him or it's just really awkward, so I I, tru- I choose to be friends with um the little French little frog. Guy. We should also point out that Jean Bob is voiced by John Cleese, yes. who is doing basically his taunting French knight from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which is brilliant. Uh, and Speed is voiced by Stephen Wright, the comedian, who I, I don't know how many people listen to his stuff or have listened to his stuff. I don't know how much he still does anymore. I definitely knew him growing up. I loved him. I didn't know he was in this, so as soon as he popped up, I was like... Because you will never mistake his voice for anyone else. Stephen Wright always sounds the same. He never changes expression. And it's just, as soon as he popped on, I was like, It's perfect for a turtle. Oh my god, yes! And he is incredible. Yeah, Um, and I think pretty soon after their introduction, we are introduced to Lieutenant Puffin, who is a Puffin. (laughs) A Lieutenant Puffin. Um, Who, he's been shot down by somebody. There's an arrow in his wing. Odette being the kind kind person that she is, uh, removes the arrow and immediately wins the trust and love of Lieutenant Puffin because uh, it's a a very, very quick 90 minutes and we don't have more time for character development than that. Credit to Odette for being so experienced with like field medic procedure. She's the brains. She She just like, she pulls it out pretty painlessly and does it and wraps it up really quickly. It's like, shit. I mean, also like she is the only. Someone went to first aid CPR training. Yeah. I feel like that makes a lot of sense. She's the only child of, Mm. of royalty. She is set to inherit a kingdom. Her her father would have like taught her everything that she would have needed to know, including like, you know, you need basic first aid and you might have to deal with like wounded soldiers and you know, here's how you dress a wound. and Also, I'm not going to lie. And also, you're going to kick ass at cards. When <laughs> she was a kid and, like, wrecked Derek and Bromley's treehouse and they all got injured, <laughs> I'm like, I think that's where she learned it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's like, I fucked you up, but, like, I'll, I'll, but like I don't want you to die. I'll yeah. heal your wounds, but, like, mm, remember, yeah, watch out. remember yeah. what I fucking did. Sorry, I'll do this, it again. This is 
backtracking a little bit and maybe repeating what we already said, but like in that opening song of This Isn't My Idea, I love how accurate the depiction of children are, of just like Mm -hmm. children who are in forced proximity and who don't really like each other for most of their lives. Mm -hmm. And just the, the pettiness and the pranks and just the like... Of course, Odette accidentally destroys the treehouse, and they all get like seriously injured. <laughs> but it's it's so accurate too, and that it's not trying to make, which I think you know, if it was a Disney film, they would try to make them too cutesy. Yeah. So I, yeah. I like that. No, they're like, vicious kids to are, each other. Kids are the worst, and they're just doing so much crazy shit. But I love how and they're like the trouble, and it makes sense. They're still royalty, so it's like publicly they're still very polite to yeah. each other. They, they must they must put on a good view, but they're just like. Yeah, they're going to, like, yeah, stick their tongue out or, like, hit you with a tomato. And yeah, like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little detail of when in that song um, Derek and Odette are actually, like, actively singing the lyrics mm-hmm. and when it switches to just mm-hmm. their internal monologue. And it does a lot so of funny. exactly that, Eli, of, like, you know, so, so happy to be here. And then being like, oh, God, I don't want to be here. Um, but speaking of... Odette and Derek singing together, we now get into basically the main song of the entire movie. That is the main theme, like the main musical theme throughout the entire piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is far longer than forever, which, oh, it's so good. It is a beautiful duet. It really is, yeah. Because you have Odette who's just like, no, Derek, I do really love you. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. And Derek is like, everyone thinks I'm crazy, but I know you're still alive, Odette. And us as the audience are like, yeah, she is still alive. You're not delusional at Derek, all. Derek is how I am when a favorite character dies in a show, where I'm like, you're not dead unless I see the fucking body, my dude. Like, mm-mm. And even then, if it's a supernatural <laughs> show, like, even then. All bets are off. Yeah. I've seen Buffy. And then it's like, I was alive. It was like, yeah, I know. I know yeah. you were. My delusion was rewarded. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what helps too, because I feel like it gets to this moment, and yes, it's the big duet between like the lovers, which like, you know, if someone's like, if someone heard this or listened to this out of the blue, then I'd be like, oh, that's nice. And it's like, is that is that Disney? Is that close? I don't know. And it almost doesn't matter because like the song itself is fine. It does mm. the job. It's like it's very pretty. But I think what you what y'all were saying was true, where it was like it's more of the fact that already. These two have a relationship, Mm -hmm. which is more than most princes and princesses get in these movies where it's usually kind of like maybe one has a story, the other doesn't, or they both are kind of like meh. But the fact that they both have such developed stories and they know each other and Mm -hmm. they're singing about each other adds to the emotional heft of like, oh, but like, this isn't like, I saw this girl once and I'm going to sing about her because she was so pretty. It was like, you two have a history, Mm -hmm. which... Which you never get in these it's kinds like of movies. The romantic version of somewhere out there. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check out our episode on a uh, uh, American Tale. And don't check out our episode. Well, actually, check out our one on American Tale Bible Goes West. It's not good. Listen to but, that and don't watch the but movie. But <laughs> give, give it a listen and have a good laugh and don't watch the movie. But watch the first one. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, and. I, I keep coming back to that opening song, but, like, I, that's the groundwork that gets laid in that mm-hmm. opening number of, even if we don't get a ton of details about their relationship, we know that they have one. Yeah. We know that they have years of history. Um, yeah, they really lay that out nicely, which I think it's smart because it builds to the song and we're watching it, and it's like, wow, like, you're not thinking about 
yes, the music and the lyrics and all are very nice, but you're looking more at them being like, wow, like these two, like I do want to see these two together. It's not just like, oh God, here's the like pretty people singing about being in love. It's like, there's something more at stake. And at this mm-hmm. point, there is something more at stake. So there's a fucking curse at hand. Yeah. So, yeah, I just thought that was really cool. Cool. Um, what's the next big set piece? Oh, they, uh, Lieutenant Puffin gives Odette the idea to go look for a map in Rothbart's castle. Ah, uh, yes. Because Odette doesn't know where she is. She's been kidnapped or swan-napped, and she doesn't know. <laughs> swan-napped. She doesn't know where she is, and it's like, okay, if I can find where I am now, I can figure out how to get back to Derek and to bring Derek here so that he knows where I am, and maybe we can resolve all of this. And then we get no fear. Which I just kept thinking of, was that like a a logo in the 90s and the 2000s? It was like a clothing thing or something called No Fear. Oh, I know. Like, like, like Volcom. Like yeah, no it was like, like yeah. skaters. Wore yeah, like skaters. Yeah. Like, like Maybe is that why shoes. it becomes like a sports interlude in Maybe. the middle of the because song? Because I guess you're going, No Fear, No Fear. Like, I was like, Well, it's like, and then we get like, like skater uh, a football bit. We get a hockey bit. A Essentially, bit. everyone except Odette. For I don't know why Odette is not part of this team who like sneaks into Rothbart's castle to try to steal a map off of the wall. So well, Swan is too obvious. And maybe it's like plausible. And a puffin isn't. And a turtle isn't. Plausible deniability. She wasn't. Swans there. are big. Swans I, are huge. I guess. Swans can. I will Swans say just really quick. Stealthy. Two things do happen before this song. One of mm. them is that Rothbart visits Odette again. We re up the him wanting to marry her, and then the other thing is that. Uh, princess and queens makes it's confusing queen uberta tells derek she's hosting a ball and derek is like i'll be back in time for it because you're about to cry and she's like so excited he's like but just make it chill mom and she's obviously not gonna make it she's like i just want this party to get you married yeah the the ball is like a speed dating ball except the intention is for derek to choose a wife which not gonna lie a speed dating ball like I mean, I'm not going for the speed dating portion, but, like, I'd go to watch that. That sounds like a blast. You want to see princesses on parade? I want to go see some fucking speed dating princesses at a ball. Like, want, get to dress up fancy and go and watch speed dating with rich people. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I just want to watch, like, as the prince has to speed date all these princesses, mm-hmm. and he just, like, wilts throughout the entire night. And they're just like, hi, and it's like, Ugh. And I'm over there enjoying their very fancy-schmancy royal liquor, and I'm just like, this mm-hmm. is great. Wow. Um, yeah, because no Derek and Bromley have gone out to hunt down the great animal. Yeah, because he has finally figured out what uh, King William meant when he said it not it's not what it seems. It's that it is likely something that seems very innocent, but that can shape shift into something terrifying, like from a mouse to a dragon. It that turns is into D and D for outside. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Hard. Honestly, that is an impressive. Uh, jump from the highly cryptic note that uh king william Listen, gives to derek prince derek gets the brain cell for one minute yes and, he got and it, it takes him a while him not enough brain cells to put the books back he after has he's looking at them but you know what yeah he has close. completely Pretty upended close. what i can only imagine is an extensively cataloged and organized library and it's just 
in ruins. This was I just the want moment... to go in and tidy it. Just being like, sir, these are delicate. Like, what are you but doing? But see, this was the moment where I feel, if anything, they could have used that extra character as soon as he runs out with this, like, that's it. And he, like, slides out very heroically and runs out and then goes, and then the librarian just walks in and looks and just goes like, <sighs> and then they just, then they just cut away right back to him. Oh, just a moment of like, not again. Or just like, oh no. Or Rogers turning to the musicians and being like, clean this clean up, this the librarian's up on vacation. <laughs> I thought I had vacation this weekend. Oh well. well uh, no um, days off for me, apparently. Um, but yeah, so back to the, the no fear. This is where we get to the swan spells that we keep referencing. <laughs> There's spells. a book. It's on screen for like maybe two seconds, but it's a book just called Swan Spells. Oh, that they also falls look at the map, of- which is just not descriptive at all yeah it's just, there's like two places named on <laughs> this must map be this place i think and it's only one place named and it's, it's called only one place named, yeah. it's chamberg terrible name yeah um but i'm sorry you were saying sponsor but uh because odette has the one brain cell in this group uh she figures out oh this is where we are in relation to Derek's kingdom great we can go um, sorry, Jean Bob and Speed. It's gonna be me and Lieutenant Puffin because we can fly. And honestly, and probably for the better because Lieutenant Puffin is the smartest character in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, he's the smartest character <laughs> in this entire movie. God, she would have been dead ten times over. Yeah, otherwise. I feel like Odette would be the smartest character if not for her emotions getting in the way. Because, like, on the whole, when when. When she is allowed to make decisions, which is more frequently than I f- remembered it being, um, they're usually pretty sound. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but, like, the first time she sees Derek, which is when he's on the hunt for a seemingly innocent animal, which, Derek, have you ever met a swan? Swans are mean. Uh, but that's another thing. Um uh, she's just like, oh my god, I found you! And understandably, flies straight to him. And and Puffin is like, no, no, no. Do not do this. That's not the plan. This is not what we discussed. Yeah, stick to the plan. Oh, no, okay. Forget the plan. Forget the plan. And then Derek tries to hunt them down. Yeah. And, and so Bromley gets very lost. Very impressively, he is, like, hopping over logs and lakes and, like, He's so fast. He's just, he's running. Nothing is stopping him. And we, we established he's a cross-country star. I used to, like, do trail running. And I'm just like, sir, you're on another level. That's, like, trail running while orienteering, while bushwhacking. It's freaking wild. It's just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, he, he's, he's riding up hard. He's just running straight over that land. Like, to the point where he keeps catching up with them. And, like, they're panicking because he's about to shoot them. And Puffin's like, wait, fly into the sun. It'll blind him in his eyes. And, like, it works. But then the sun is setting. And they're like, oh, God. We gotta go. And then do they make it back to the lake. They make it back to the magic swan lake. Um, and, uh... Oh no, there's a moment where the clouds are covering the moon. Oh no. Uh, is Derek going to shoot... Someone didn't watch the weather forecast this morning. Is Derek going to shoot his beloved Odette? Oh no, it was just prolonging the tension just a little bit more. And then... God, oh, if that, wow! If, if oh that, my gosh, Odette is here and she's alive and you were delusional, Derek. But if that had been any more apparent, if it had lasted for like five more seconds, she'd probably be dead. Oh, she, yeah, because, like, Puffin nice. literally has to go in to distract him. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, fuck this shit. So yeah. thank God for, like, a light, light box that evening. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yes, but then, he's like, I wasn't delusional. 
Yay. And like, hey, my mom is throwing a ball for me to pick Fuck a yeah. wife, but you should come because clearly I want to be with you. Um, great. Awesome. Oh, no, Rothbard is coming. Odette, you have to go, Derek. No, you cannot fight it. Honey, you cannot fight him. Yeah, of course you he's cannot like, do it. I will do it. I will stab him. It's like, nah, 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 no, 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 no. Bad move, bad I'm, move, bad I love you and I want move. you alive. So now, like, But go. she does manage to tell him that he has to declare his love for her and prove it to the mm-hmm. world. And he's taking the soul and like, I will do it. What? Great. Oh, that's great. I'll do Fun. it at the ball. Cool. Can you write this all down? Great. These are a lot of details. Meet me I, there and I'll do right. it there and it'll be fine. Um, I'll have my people talk to your people. Yeah. Please go. Uh, we'll be in touch. And Rothbart's like, hey, I on? overheard literally all of your conversation. Because you were yelling your whole conversation <laughs> over here and I was over behind that tree. I heard it all. Uh, and, By the uh, way, I found your boy's uh, bow your boy's that bow. he struck it into the lake. <laughs> Stupid bow. I um, hate this bow. Oh, that's when that gets down there. Yeah. It becomes important later. It's important later. I, I, I feel like I've seen this enough where I'm like, I remember all the plot things we need to keep track of to, yes. to mention to people. Thank you. Why does he throw it in the, ah, just wait, just yeah, wait. Just wait because, because our, our heroes, our animal heroes, will need to find it later. Yeah. Um, the real heroes of the story. <laughs> and uh, Rothbart reveals... Uh, no, you cannot go to the festival, Cinderella. I mean, Odette. Um, <laughs> the, the there is no moon tomorrow. <laughs> the festival? Um, there is no moon tomorrow night. So you won't change into a person. <laughs> Which, like, you would have think if your, if your spell is connected to the moon, that you would keep track of the moon phases. I guess so, astronomy was not something that King William taught her. First aid, yes, I guess, astronomy, no. But also... You didn't look at the astrology I, book, did you? There's no moon tomorrow. I guess, well, well, that actually brings up the question, which we kind of asked as we were watching it, of, like, how long has Odette been missing? How long has Derek been looking for her? At least 30 years. Well, okay, so it has to be minimum two weeks to get from the full moon to the new moon, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, a full moon cycle is a whole month, so yeah, that in half, that's two, so it's at least two weeks. But it makes it seem like it's longer. Yeah, honestly, I feel like, given Odette's reaction to not knowing what the, the new moon would do, means it has only been a couple of weeks. Yeah. Because that her reaction would make sense and her not knowing would make sense if it, if that has never happened before. In which case, everyone has forgotten what Odette looks, looks like, like in two weeks. weeks. <laughs> this is incredible. It's also a case where for the first time astrology and horoscopes have actually come in handy to be <laughs> like, oh, wait a minute. Oops. This could actually mean life and death. Well, I see that your moon is in sickness. <laughs> <laughs> I see your moon is in, not in the sky. Oh, you're going to die. The Cygnus is not a constellation that would actually be on the Zodiac. (laughs) I was making a very veiled swan joke. I got it. Maybe the moon was in the seventh house and Jupiter aligned with Mars. We don't know. No, Anything's possible. Um, uh, Odette is sad and is also being locked in a a tower by Rothbart. Because Rothbart 
comes up with the plan, which is where the the black swan of this film is introduced. He he magics. Oh, I will say um, we do have his villain song right yes. before that part. Oh yes, yes. please Thank please you. lead us in. Oh my god. Okay, so best song the entire thing because of course the villain song is always the best song. It's called No More Mister Nice Guy, and he is basically singing about. I, and so this is where I think the class consciousness comes in, right? Because he's saying that he basically wants to be like one of. One of the hoi polloi, one of the the upper crust and whatnot. Because he's like, yeah, I know they all think I'm fucking tacky. I don't give a shit, bitch. And, like, his whole song is kind of his plan. He's going to disguise his assistant, Hagatha, as Odette to trick Derek. And it's, like, it is honestly the biggest number. The music is so splashy. It reminds me of the song Orange Colored Sky, which I don't know if any of you know that song. It's a great song. It's fine. What? Uh, who did that? I don't remember. I learned it as a child for a theater show, uh-huh. and that is all the information I have for you. <laughs> um, it's really 50-50 uh, when I tell people about it, if they know. I'm, that's generous. It's like 30-70. But anyways. <laughs> it's like 20-80. I've met people that are like, oh, yeah, I know that song, and I'm like, thank God I'm not, I'm not going nuts. <laughs> Uh, that's questionable but uh but yeah it's like the colors are so like pizzazzy and like it's just it's just a great time he like turns this decrepit castle into like just this beautiful lavish ballroom like the physical comedy really comes in here i just just he turns it into a 90s dance club in the best way yeah yeah and it's like also the moment you can see the animators were like "Ooh, i want to do this scene Ooh, yeah because they are just having a fucking blast yeah this is also where we're introduced to Hagatha's crush on Chamberlain, the much beleaguered yeah. um, assistant of Huberta, who, in addition to Rogers, is the reason anything functions in this kingdom. Yeah. Um, Hammerstein the Chamberlain. Yeah. <laughs> Rogers and Chamberlain. Rogers and Hammerstein <laughs> Chamberlain. Which we are getting to pretty soon. Um, also, also, I think her only line in the entire movie, Hagatha, mm-hmm. is when she says... In No More Mr. Nice Guy, one more time! I think you're right. It is yeah. her only line in the yeah. entire movie. That's not her line. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she does a lot yeah. of cackling, um, but I, I think you're right. That is the only time she ever speaks. Um, you go, also, the Crispy. This does not pass the Bechdel test. No. <laughs> not at not all. At all. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, it's also introduced, like, this is the final piece of this magical puzzle where if Odette's one true love swears love to another odette just dies yeah oops she just loses the will to live it's the oopsie daisy rule she gets she gets pad made yeah that, that's literally <laughs> what i was about to say <laughs> all of padme in revenge of the sith um She's i love you padme you got done dirty you know what? Um, i will say Padme does have the brain cell, and Anakin does have the brawn. Like, that yeah. is actually a fair comparison. Yeah, and Obi-Wan has all of it. Yeah, all he's the full package. Obi-Wan. I mean, he's got a full package. Get it. Kevin's a team. Get That's that's a That's a deep, deep Clone Wars cut. <laughs> Go watch Obi-Wan on Disney+. Plus. Right I haven't now. seen it yet. Same. It's fine. Too. Um, it's fine. Uh, but, uh, anyway, yeah, so... We've arrived at the ball. It's the night of the ball. It's the night of the shindig. How, all all but, of these but, but footmen how, have a how do we know it's the night of on the ball? par, very crisp and very tight harmonies about all of these princesses. There are so many princesses in this universe. They also choreographed that whole like sequence. You know they were practicing when they weren't on duty. Of like, guys, if we're gonna do this ball, we gotta make sure it all looks crisp to and smooth. <laughs> Chamberlain Hammerstein. 
who it's probably true. kept them late and was like, guys, we're going to get this right. We are going to make this look good. I know you think you're just letting people in out of their carriages, but it's more than that. You've got Richard Rogers and Chamberlain Hammerstein. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Richard Rich? <laughs> What did you say? This is Richie Rich's Christmas wish. He <laughs> was making sword princess. Um, uh, dear listener, the director of this film is Richard Rich. We're not kidding. That is his actual name, we'll or at least up. his actual credited name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Richie Rich. He left Disney and, and started his own studio and made this movie. So I'm convinced this is Richie Rich's Christmas wish. <laughs> so we get this amazing intro by the footman and we get inside for the actual ball. Yes. Um, and then, then we cut back to Rothbart telling Odette, like, hey, we're gonna have a great time at the ball. Sorry, you're so upset. Uh, by the way, here's here's a friend uh, to while, keep you company. To keep you company, and he pushes Bromley in. So this is where we find it where Bromley has been. Yeah, uh, this is where I wrote down the note of make Odette vicious like a swan. Have her attack Rothbart. Have her fly up and oh. like peg at him through the bars. I think like, we're gonna say have her attack Bromley. No, I Bra- mean also yes. I mean she's Bromley like, gets pushed. Second on the to do list. I mean he's just like, I feel like Odette is thinking like maybe you can be useful to me. I know you are not generally useful as a person. She grew up with him. She knows that he's not useful. No, I know, but she's thinking that, but it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, my resources are limited. And here's another person who I might somehow be able to convince to help me. Okay, come on. You're telling me that you are, have been turned into a swan that cannot talk to humans, right? And the person that gets pushed into prison with you is Bromley? I'm but not saying I would, it's but, a but, good option. But, but on that, what if we're taking what you're saying about, like, when she's a swan, she becomes more vicious? And what if, like, I know this movie isn't going to this lengths, but, like, what if you had it be where, like, when she's a swan, she starts to take on more of those traits? So, like, Animorphs. A little bit. Where then she does become more vicious, and then when Brahma gets pushed in, she's just already pissed off, sees this fucker get dropped in, and starts fucking viciously pecking at him. Until he has to, like, convince her to stop. And then she remembers who she is, has to pull back. And you're like, oh, she's fighting against that now as well. This is in the novelization. This could be kind of fun. (laughs) I know this movie won't go there, but I'm like, no, this could be kind of... And then Brahma shows up later with, like, a bunch of peck marks and, like, a sling. He's like, ah, it's cool. Don't worry. I know. I get it. You were were a swan. It's okay. I'm fine. Again, this movie is a tight 90 minutes. There's no room to visualize a death in her monologue as a swan. As a vicious swan. I just thought maybe we could give Odette a little something more to do but that's fine i understand yeah she ha- she has more to do than you expect her to for a princess True. and yet still not quite enough yeah, yeah. maybe a little bit more. yeah most of the rescuing gets uh put in the hands of puff and john bob and speed yeah. Were like and their, I don't. I don't. We're basically their own Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, and every I, single time I, on screen. I mean, it makes sense, but like, I just wish that Odette was part of the planning process. As far as like, okay, here's how we're gonna bust me out of here. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, the water is feeding into here. Like, if Odette could have had that idea, no. and then communicated that to Puffin because obviously they both can fly and can like talk up at, through the upper windows of this tower that she's stuck in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very easy fix to at least like have it be her idea. Richard Rich. This uh, is this is my us. idea. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, have a reprise of that and be like, this is my idea for busting myself out of here to go find my himbo love. Um, Jailbreak. 
But yeah, so we we do go back to Princes on Parade, but I will say Rothbart, one of my favorite lines of his is he's when he's talking to Odette, he's like, yeah, I gotta, like, I gotta get going. I'll be late, and that'd be tacky. <laughs> tacky. <laughs> he's it's... just so care, like, he cares about appearances so much, but also doesn't give a shit at the same time. To yeah. Him. Yeah. He's like, I don't care, he, but, like, he, I don't want to be late. Yeah, he cares enough in that he knows that appearances and the superficial layers of things matter to these people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't hold any stock in that. I mean, he's the perfect villain because he cares about timing. Yes. Right? Like, he knows exactly when to make his big entrance. He and would like, be a great comedian if he had followed that because his timing is impeccable. He and Puffin were thespians in a former life because they were both very dramatic What if people. in a former life they were, like, acting partners? And then, now and then they had a falling like, out. Did you, Rothbart, it was you, you son of a bitch. Did Rothbart shoot Puffin? <gasps> Upstage me, will ya? And just takes him out. We're uncovering this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> the secret. We're on to, to you, Richie Rich. Yes. We know what you're doing. Um, but yeah, Princess is on Parade. Uh, incredible get, number. Get this great, yes. Yeah. Uh, be- Chamberlain gets to flex his directorial yeah, muscles. Yeah, beautifully conducted by Richard Rogers. Uh, beautifully choreographed by Chamberlain Hammerstein. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, they, like, so they have all these princesses dancing. We get introductions to specific princesses. Like, there's a corn princess. There's the armor princess. There's the gymnastics princess. But, like, we, we have the chorus princesses who are just very sparkly. And I just want to know how they animated that. That's all I want to know. I'm like, you did all of the little... Ding, the you little know, beams of light. Beams of, thank you. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. I wanted the, those dresses as a child. I was like, that. this is what beauty is. Purple <laughs> hair and sparkly dresses. Absolutely. It's never too late. Uh, you know, I don't. my bank account says it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe for the moment, but one day one you day. can still aspire to Maybe it's not too late. It's just not yet. You know, that is, I love the optimism. You can yeah. still do it on the cheap. That is true. That well, listen. We'll go to downtown LA later and go to <laughs> Fabric District. Figure it out. Also, yeah, we live in Los Angeles. There are so many like great thrift stores who like. There will be a purple sparkly dress and a also. Sparkly we must tiara. all have friends who are like. Do you have something that could possibly fit me? It's like yes. yes all I'm I saying is, I think we should all find uh, purple sparkly dresses. Mm-hmm. I think it would be incredible. We yep. do the whole number. It'll be great. Be a group costume, no one will know what it is. But we will know, and that's what matters. Also, just really quickly, some of the princess names were Portia, Guinevere, and Janet. (laughs) Janet. Just Janet. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Damn it, Janet. But yeah, then finally there's a knock at the door, and everyone is like, who is it? Who is, oh my god. Everyone who's been invited is already here. And they're just like, Chamberlain? He's like, I don't know. He's like, maybe it's it's the milkman. It must be the milkman. And it's Linda Belcher. Uh, it is Linda Belcher as the Black Swan. Honestly, like, Linda Belcher would love to have been turned into a Black Swan Odette. Oh, the Black she Swan. She would have volunteered. Um, it is uh, Agatha as Odette Black Swan. And it's been, we've established two weeks since Odette has disappeared. Everyone assumes she's dead. And it's like, who is it? She is literally the copy of Odette as in the character they were just animating the character model of Odette and everyone is like who is she? She's wearing a different dress. If you're gonna go down that road then you'd have to bring up Beauty and the Beast again because they'd be like so how did everyone forget about this giant fucking castle 
in the forest. That is something. I mean, I I know the remake did shit. We're not talking about the yeah, remake. We're talking about the original. No, I know, but I do want to bring that up just because in the in the live action version of Beauty and the Beast, they do address it, and yeah, it's just, just very wipe simple. Everyone's memory. Yeah, lazy. And like, honestly, that's all you need. They didn't do it originally. That was all I'm saying. I'm not watching because Beauty it's the expensive. Beast Every internal magic consistency. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So same here, where it's like, yeah, and Beauty you know and the what? Beast Pe- is a perfect film. So Pe- people in the olden people in the olden days had horrible memories. All I'm saying, there was a pitch. lot of lead in the water and a lot of booze going on. <laughs> quick pitch. No Lots of mercury in their hats. Um, mm, everybody has yum. face blindness, so when Odette is no longer wearing the dress she wears every day, they're like, I don't know who this bitch is. That's true, yeah. She's mm-hmm. wearing black. No, fuck you, it's not her. She, yeah. she never wore black. It's mostly surprising with Derek, because he, he, he thinks it's Odette. Like, yeah. he thinks it's her. So... Maybe, and as Eli said when I mentioned this theory, I'm giving this film way too much credit. Um, The spell is only targeted specifically to Derek. So Derek believes wholeheartedly that, like, hey, Odette found a new dress. Awesome. Great. Uh, Fantastic. Where did you buy it? Where did did you find this? Did the Lady of the Lake give it to you? Um, But I wonder if it's just, she looks like, you know, a generic person. To everyone else in in this ballroom. Uh, it's, listen, listen, it's a great theory. It's a great theory. You're getting too much credit. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I know. Oh, I, I know. quite understand the theory myself, but. Well, it's like, it's like, the spells cater directly towards Derek so that he sees that it's Odette, but literally everybody else can't tell. It's just a random uh, no, movie. No, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I respect that theory, but I don't. Yeah, I don't, I, don't I, I also agree that the filmmakers did not put that much thought into those lines. Yeah. Because they could just be like, oh, they could have as easily had the reaction from like all, like Uberta and Rogers and everybody else being like, Oh my God, she's alive! And yeah, it could have been like the same thing. It could have unfolded ex- whoops, exactly the same. It's like they're all they're like Chamberlain is like scared when he sees her. He's like, what the fuck? And like everyone is like, well, it can't be. I will say because some people, someone says it can't be. I think that they're like, oh, maybe that is Odette. But like we haven't seen her for two weeks. Like her dad is dead. Like. She she probably got eaten she, by an animal. Like this which, is weird. Which yeah. granted, at that time too, it's like if you were living at that time and this princess was kidnapped and mm-hmm. like never seen again for two weeks, and the king is dead, the guards are all dead. It's like she's most likely dead. She's yeah. not coming back. So like her just appearing without any marks or scars mm-hmm. or injuries and just looking lovely as ever is probably horrifying. Mm-hmm. That is like for them probably like. There's, there's some there's some sorcery afoot. Like yeah, what? Like this isn't right. There's also the idea, and again, giving way too much credit, but like the idea of it's essentially a glamour that Rothbart is putting on Hagatha. Um, sorry, the name the only just makes me laugh. Trust him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, the only you should be, trust. But because it maybe it is something like that where it's like maybe to the characters in the room, not to us because everybody kind of looks the same in this movie. Um, maybe she almost looks too perfect. Maybe it's a bit of an unca- uh, uncanny valley type situation where it's like something's off. Yeah, that might because it's like, oh, well, you've been missing for two weeks. You look like you've had a shower. Yeah, yeah. it was like, how is this possible? How yeah. do you look this perfect? Yeah, that 
maybe that's it of like if she you know opened the doors and was like bedraggled mm-hmm. and you know covered in like the lake water that she has been spending most of her time in and being like oh you poor thing oh my god we found you um also but it's like how are you so clever imagine though like okay so your your son comes home and is like like woman i'm gonna marry is gonna come tonight it turns out to be the princess who's like been missing for two weeks and i would just be like derek derek you had her take a shower and surprise all of us. Like, I'm sorry, this woman needs help. Like, what are what are what are you doing? Is she injured? Is she she's probably hungry? But also like, back at this time, if you disappeared for like more than a few days, people probably thought, oh, they're dead. They're fucking yeah. dead. They're gone. They're they're buried. So like, you showing up again is probably legit. Like, they're back from the dead. <gasps> this no. is actually a zombie movie. <laughs> no, like they're legit being like, she can't be human. Like that's like Swan probably princess. where they're at. Resurrection. Swan zombie. Um, Swanby. Uh, Swanby. <laughs> Um, Agatha Christie shows up <laughs> um, and uh, tricks Derek into declaring his love. Oh, yeah. at this point, I think Odette has es- escaped with oh, yes. the help of her gaggle of animals. And now, yes. Oh, yes. After they have a whole, that whole like 90s video game escape sequence, she has now escaped and is banging on the windows, not using her full swan potential, I feel. I'm like... Swans are fucking strong. You can bust through that window or at any like point. make literally any sound. Swans are loud. They are loud. Fuck. They are strong. Listen, and they just, are aggressive. She just flew so far. She's probably real tired and she doing her best. So okay, hard. I guess. Um, but uh, and again we get into the 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 deep minutia of the rules of this spell, uh, and Derek vows his everlasting love very publicly as Odette told him to do except it's not to Odette it's to Agatha Christie <laughs> Agatha Crispy if you mind and like <laughs> and of course Odette's like no Derek and, no and she, like, she, she very dramatically swan dives out of frame in a moment that I thought was gonna be like oh she's, she, she was like bringing up I thought she was gonna come smashing through that window like I object and I would have been like yes but no she instead just drifts out and is like no no um, which gives Rothbart that amazing entrance where he's still singing his own song that he sung to himself and he's dancing and like he's like this song is banging you don't know it yet but you'll yeah because at this point Rothbart has given up on the idea of marrying Odette and is just like fuck it I'll take the kingdom by force like I'm tired of waiting and now he can get two kingdoms for like the price of one yeah he's got Ubertas and well, which honestly is technically carrying out their wishes of combining the kingdoms from the get go. Uh, would you Great. say it's two birds, one stone? Oh, oh <laughs> yikes! yikes. Two, bir- two birds, one spell. <laughs> because when Derek's like, um, you have no power here, and yeah, he Rothbard's like, bitch, I do. Like, uh, clearly no He's one like, told I am Derek Gandalf who, the wide, fuck you. Yeah, clearly no one. Uh, inform Derek in his history classes who Rothbart who is. Rothbart is. I have a sword. I'm a goddamn sorcerer, you bitch. Yeah, I'm a sorcerer. Um, I'm a sorcerer. Uh, Go fuck yourself. Derek's mistake has been revealed. He chases after Odette, who is very slowly swan diving, literally into Swan Lake, um, <sighs> so that she can return to her human form to die. Um, 
Yeah, she's able to, she turns back into her human form despite the moon not being on the lake, and I think it's just because she's dying. Yeah, I think it's because the, like, the the spell is over. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that tracks for me. And there's this beautiful moment. I will say, like, one of the things I love is, like, how intentional the sound design is in this entire movie. Are you, I'm curious what you're going to talk. Sorry. Continue. Oh, I'm just saying, just, I just I'm love just the moment. So she's, like, lying on the ground. She turns back into her human self, and Derek shows up, and all of a sudden, it's just, like, silent. And then we have, like, the main theme very lightly come in again. And, like, I remember as a kid, this is the part that I always started choking up at. I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. I I was hoping you were going to say that because I was thinking of that when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. And then you just said it. I was like, I thought that was so amazing. I didn't see that coming where, like, it happened. She laid down. And then it was amazing how the music just kept up. And then all of the sound and all the dialogue cut out completely. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. This guy just got really intense. Because you're, like, seeing, like, Jean-Bob and Speed and Puffin look Mm -hmm. on, and, like, there's just no sound from them. Derek is, like, running over, and you can, like, slowly start to hear him breathing a little bit. And, like, as he gets to Odette, that is kind of when the diegetic sound comes back. Yeah, It it takes all the joking out of it for Mm -hmm. a moment, which, like, this movie has a lot of that. And I'm not against that, but it's Mm -hmm. a moment where it's like, we don't need any commentary here. Just let this live. And I feel that if this movie maybe wasn't, aimed at kids per se in the 90s i think nowadays they might do it differently but like specifically at that time Mm -hmm. i think they would have kept that longer and i would have loved to have seen them keep that as long as they could Mm -hmm. until he confronts rothbard in that next thing like to have a whole Mm -hmm. moment of no dialogue and sound and just music and her and him just holding her right there Mm -hmm. and to continue that would have just been like oof that would have just really ripped it right out of you because yeah you're just like there's nothing to fall back on there's no comfort zone you're just like oof Exactly. This feels, yeah. this, maybe this is real. It tricks you into thinking that, like, when you think about it again, you're like, well, of course, no, she's not going to die. But in that moment, you actually do buy that maybe she did. Yeah. And yeah. it's only until the villain comes back that it snaps back in. Yeah. Because in this moment, is kind of going back to what we're talking about, the spell, is, like, where questions come in. Because he, yeah. he gets to her, and he's like, Odette like, I the vow I made was for you. And she was like, I know, Derek, I love you. And he's like, I love you, Odette. And he says, like, your courage and your kindness, like, I just love you. And she's, like, passing out at this point. And that's he when, finally like, learned how to vocalize what else he loved about her. It's a, it's a movie about a dude learning how to talk to a woman. Pretty much. And to, like, yeah. you know, not be stupid about it. And I will say, I think this is possibly when the curse is broken. Like, mm-hmm. I think the case can be made that when he kills Rothbart, like, that is when the magic breaks. Oh, but yeah, they have this whole fight sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Griffin, I do think that, Griffin like... When Wolfback comes back, it's crazy. It's amazing. But, like, I think him telling Odette, like, I love you and here is why, is mm-hmm. him I'd telling his world, I think Odette is his world. I'd agree mm-hmm. with that, and, yeah. and saying, and proving to her, like, yes, like, you are brave and you are kind and this is why I love It's you. only at this point, yeah, that you've actually established your love beyond any kind of physical thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so that's, that's when I think the spell breaks, but I think the I case think, could be made for when cool he killed therapy, Rothbart. Yeah. I think that that's kind of like, maybe as a kid, you think, oh yeah, he's killed Rothbart, that's probably the thing, but I think maybe if they didn't even intend this, but I feel for an older audience that is like more of a... Yeah, you killed Rothbart, that's great and all, but you have to you have to say it. You have to verbalize what you're feeling here. Yeah. Or we go, ah. I feel like you learned. I interpreted that moment of the, you know, the exchange of like, I love you and here's why is like 
almost like an apology of like, I'm sorry I fucked up so bad Twice. and did all of this. Mm-hmm. And him killing Rothbart because he killed the person who was cast the spell, that breaks the spell. It's mm-hmm. not like fulfilling the terms of the contract, so to speak. It's the person who was holding the contract in place is not there to hold it in place anymore. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Well, that fight was so cool. So, okay, so after Odette, we think, is dead, Rothbart shows up and is like, oh, well, hello, little prince. Like, let's fucking go. And Derek's like, yeah, let's fucking go, bro. Um, and so Rothbart turns into the great animal, um, Griffin Wolfbat. Um, <laughs> and they start fighting. Derek's having kind of a tough time. Uh, Rothbart is just tossing him Tossing him around. Yeah, Rothbart, as um, Griffin Wolfbat, bites his sword in half. Um, yeah. We're like, oh no! But, but no. Derek's bow is, is at the bottom of the lake. And Puffin, reclaiming his title, especially now that Odette is supposedly dead, uh, having the only brain cell um, out of any of these characters, uh, throw Jean-Bob into the lake and be like, get the bow, you stupid frog. Um, and with Speed's help, they do. They do. So Derek has the bow, and then Bromley has escaped his prison and has his own bow. I think you all know where this is going. <laughs> the It is the callback that makes the kind of inconsequential, like, hunting practice scene relevant in hindsight. Mm-hmm. We get this super Avenger-style moment of Bromley just stumbling out, firing fucking... Derek spinning around, grabbing it, whoosh, bam. And he kills Rothbart. It's a truly epic part. It was I like, honestly goddamn. think Rothbart has the most aesthetic villain death. Yeah. Because he just, like, he collapses into the lake, and then there's just, like, this explosion of magical light, and it just looks so cool. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm sorry, I just realized that Rothbart looks, I feel is modeled after Dr. Was that Robotnik from Sonic. Oh my god. It looks exactly the same. Oh my god, you're He's right. got the mustache and everything. I was like, whoa, this is weird. I'm sorry. I just thought about it. No, it's amazing. Ah. You're not wrong. But That's instead of like thing. the sunglasses, he has his own little crown. He's got a little yeah, he's got his own little stupid Can crown. Can I just say, yeah, Rothbart is wearing a crown for a lot of this movie, and I just appreciate the moxie of like, yeah, I'm gonna be king. And, I gotta practice wearing this. And Eli would Dress you say for the that job his, you want, not the job you have. And would you say that his fake crown that he wears throughout this with the moxie oh is God. better than all the real okay. crowns getting okay. passed There was around. a whole crowd. Listen, listen. King William's crown was ugly. It was horrible. <laughs> Uberta's crown collection, marginally better. Rothbart, I think, has the best crown. I still, I still don't think that there's any crown that I truly love in this film. Um, but I think, you know what I realized? I think it's because I'm more of a tiara person. Ah, you know what? I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Robert is dead. And we start ringing the wedding bells. Yeah, because, uh, Odette is now miraculously alive again. She's like, oh, Derek, y- you saved me. Thank you. And he's like, oh, I'm so happy. Now we're gonna get married. Yep. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, and they do. And there's a big old party. And oh, also let the record reflect that earlier in the movie, um, Rothbart does an enchantment to make it look like what his and Odette's wedding would be. And she is wearing in her actual wedding the exact dress that Rothbart had dressed her up in with his glamour. 
And between that and the black it's a great dress, dress for the Faco deck, it is a great pretty dress. fucking great. This but guy's got a flair. Also, if I was Odette and had been trapped in the body of a swan against my will, I don't know that I would want my wedding dress to be reminiscent of a swan. Hell, she's just happy to get out of the well, lake, Well, I feel I like everyone's given her swan-themed things. So, like, at the very beginning of the movie, Derek gives That's her fair, a yeah. swan locket. On the castle windows of Uberta's castle, there's, like, swan imagery. And I know it's just because the animators are like, it's Swan Princess. We gotta make everything swan-themed. But I'm also just like, maybe it's... Maybe, like, I? maybe swans are the... the national animal of the kingdom. I was going to say, maybe they all worship a, a swan god. Maybe. maybe. Maybe there was a swan out there that was like... Mm. Yeah, I guess we <laughs> don't really have any uh, direct references to, like, a known religion. Like, there's no... Mm-hmm. Swanism? Maybe. It could... You know what? That's what I choose to believe. Swanism? They yeah. worship swans? They worship swans. Ron Swanson? <laughs> Uh, what was very cute though also is for Odette's wedding dress train uh, Hagatha is carrying her train and Chamberlain Hagatha's crush is carrying Prince Derek's long ass cape and it's so cute she like kisses him and he's like into it but also not into it it's very confusing he's like you know what I think I could get used to this but I'm gonna need a moment but like I'm not against it Chamberlain is so caught up in in his work that he has his blinders on and has not noticed these affections and then it's like oh but that's what Rogers comes home and he's like you have to focus on the craft you cannot get caught up with love well that's that's the great thing too is that like Rogers is talking to Brownlee during this wedding celebration and Brownlee's like, oh yeah, like I hope Derek like kills a great animal. And Rogers is like, oh no, it's a great animal, it's coming back. And this like shadow falls on them of like this giant swan-shaped shadow. And Brownlee faints because he's so scared, and it turns out it's just Uberta's swan-themed hair. And Rogers is like, yo, babe, yo, let's so. go. Yo. He's like, let's do this train and finish this all off, but like back up to the tower when you're done. She's like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, they are they are totally yeah. They, listen. They're, they're two steps away from fucking right there. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's very heated. Like, they're, the eyes, they're just catching eyes. Can't lie with the eyes. Um, And then she finally, oh, uh, Jean-Bob finally gets his kiss from Odette. Uh, he does not turn into a prince, but the reflection in the water reflects a guy who looks like what Jean-Bob would look like as a human. Who is also checking his reflection in the water. And so Jean-Bob enters the party being like, I'm a human now. And everyone's like, no, you're not. To which we get that amazing light to you from Speed. And he's like, do you want me to give you a kiss to Speed? He's like, nah, I'm just happy being a turtle. Like, he's (laughs) like, Speed, once again, just like, I'm happy with with who I am in my life. And I'm just being a turtle. And no. Speed is like the only well-adjusted character. Speed is the most well-adjusted character in any animated film in the 90s, I feel. Yeah. Jesus. Um, And I think we've reached the end of the movie. The Uh, power ballad? Don't forget the really shitty, weird CGI. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's... Water! it, It freezes on Odette and Derek kissing, and then it pans out, and we get... CGI running water, except everything else is frozen. 
Everything everything else in the visual is just completely stagnant, and it looks really weird. And especially weird so when you consider that this one scene with water is CG, considering that most of the fucking movie is on a lake yeah. that's not CG, and the water looks perfectly fine. Why is it CG all of a sudden? Is water in this kingdom CG? Like, what they, is going on? Did they get a grant that they had to like justify or something like I that? Know, like, it, like, it seemed that way. I it was like, like, we got it for one thing. Beauty and the Beast used it in a ballroom. We're going to use it in the water. I feel like they literally CG. got to the end of the movie and was like, well, we have to use the CG budget somewhere. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, it must have been a grant. It was like, it must be for CG. It was like, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, freaking bizarre. Very yeah. strange. And then the credits roll, and we get the 90s. Uh, it's power ballad. Yeah, power ballad version of For Longer Than Forever. And it's great. It's yeah. beautiful. It slaps. It slaps. Um, and that's the Swan that's Princess. Uh, this is. We, oh wow, we've been recording for no, a while. <laughs> no, 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 we're doing good. We're doing good. This um, has been a fun one, though. Yeah, no, we it's, had a lot to it's say. been great. Um, very quickly, do we want to go down the line and very briefly recap what worked for us and what did not work for us? Um, who wants to go first? Why don't we start with Eli? Uh, listen, every facet worked for me. <laughs> uh, listen. I think every facet worked. I, for, for the most part, I do agree with what we talked about earlier, is that a little bit more agency for Odette, maybe a little bit more consistency for, like, how the spell works and whatnot. Um, but honestly, uh, I loved the music. I, I love that pretty much every single character is comedic relief, even when not intended on behalf of Derek. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know. I I just loved this movie. I felt it's still really compelling. And yeah, I will say the one song that I I don't particularly care for is the practice, practice, practice. I think it's the most boring of the songs. It's very repetitive. I think the physical comedy in it is hilarious, but the song itself is fine. See, that's interesting. That that's so true because I was just thinking like the scene itself is done really well, mm-hmm. and the animation, the comedy, and all that is great, but. You said there was a song, and I was like, there was a song there? So I already forgot how that song sounds. It's very quick. I mean, and it's funny, though, because the No Fear song, I think, is actually even shorter than Practice, 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 mm. but it's so much more musically interesting But you remember that it's that far one. more yeah. distinctive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like... I almost wonder if there wasn't a song there to begin with and then the sequence was going on a little too long Mm. and they needed to cover it somehow to like help with the energy and it's like we'll kind of put like a sort of song on top of it yeah that's kind of what it felt like um uh I will uh, is there anything else you would like um no I think that's pretty much it like I I feel like in what we talked about was very clear what I loved which is mostly Rothbart's song uh the comedy and um just like this the sound design is so good I can't get over it (laughs) it's incredible uh yeah basically everything that you just said I I also think that like the actual animation like how it looks there's some parts that like look a little wonky, but like for for kind of an off-brand animation studio, it still looks really good. Mm-hmm. I think that the voice cast is stellar across the board, mm-hmm. um, and the voice matching for the most part for from like the singing voices to the speaking voices is like pretty spectacular. There's only one; it's like the John Cleese voice match for <laughs> John Bob's singing voice but it's only oh, yeah. it, it's very brief it's only like a line or two in no, no fear, fear yeah. i think mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised at like how well this held up. Yeah, I agree. I think overall, I really enjoyed it. You've all already said the things. I think that working on a not a, I and mean, we'll get into it in a second, like not a small small budget per se, but like smaller than a lot of anim- animated movies were getting at that time. I think they made the most with it. I think it was a fun throwback to some older movies, but also giving it sort of a more updated feel in good ways. Um, yeah, I would say like it's not as like smooth as your conventional Disney film. There are like clunkier moments throughout. I found those for the most part more charming than like distracting. Mm-hmm. Like I was like because I because we we've seen other ones that one that I kept thinking about was when we talked about on here which was also done in this mold, and I would argue not done to nearly as good effect, we reviewed Thumbelina very early on Mm -hmm. on this podcast, which we have a lot of opinions about. Go back and listen to that episode. But overall, I felt that like what that was trying to do and ultimately didn't quite get to, this movie did much better at getting towards that. If it was like, hey, yeah, it's not going to be Beauty and the Beast. It's not going to be... You know, anything like that, but like it doesn't, it's not trying to be, that's not the point. Yeah, so I was like, oh, well, you know what? It knows what it is, it knows what it is. I'm enjoying that, and uh, yeah, I like that. Um, but on that note, I was just this is what I was going to bring up that I was telling you about <laughs> earlier. Um, so the budget on this movie was 21 million at the time, really, not a small amount. That's a lot. It took like Not a small amount. four years to make, I think. I feel so. Also, with like all of like the hand drawn animation, I yeah, feel it was that, like, yeah, it must have that taken a while. sounds pretty standard for like animation yeah. at that time. Yeah. However, now this is this is where it gets really interesting. It was released in November of 1994. It made 2.4 million <gasps> on its opening weekend. It eventually grossed domestically 9.8. So it was designated as a box office bomb. What was the when it came out? Gross. Uh, I it didn't say on oh, here. I don't. Show. I, I, I don't. I, I don't think at that time they were really doing like worldwide releases on. Because it was, I believe, especially it was not ones on that budget. Columbia yeah. and New Line were the distributors mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. But now this is the interesting thing. So this is '94. This is the same year The Lion King came out. Mm-hmm. Now, the Lion King, for reference, made on a forty-five million dollar budget, so significantly higher. Yeah. Uh, that was released in June of that year. Obviously, as we all know, huge box office hit. I didn't realize this at the time. It was the second highest grossing movie of all time, not just for inflation, uh, behind only Jurassic Park. Did not realize that. However, beside the point, Zachary Madden Jane, big hit. This comes out in the fall. Now you're probably wondering, like, well, it didn't do that good at the box office. What happened? Disney reissued it in that month. After it had already come out, they, they reissued it, Lion King. They reissued Lion King oh. that month. And it's been reported that their reissuing of that was seen as sabotage. <gasps> has been reported as. I would as. not be surprised. Which would not no, surprise not me because these are the Katzenberg days mm-hmm. and he was a petty bitch. Mm-hmm. So. And, well, and it makes sense because yeah. the, the these had been Disney animators mm-hmm. that left Disney after Fox and the Hound and Black Cauldron to make, and like and made this, Swan Princess. This is also the Disney era that like, when, what was it, when Robin Williams was doing Fern Gully, mm-hmm. and then they wanted to come do Aladdin, and he was like, well, this is my first commitment because I already agreed to them. I'm going to mm-hmm. do that. So 
Disney apparently tried to sabotage Ferengeli's promotions as much as possible to try to sink that film. Well, and wasn't it like Robin Williams was like, I'll do Aladdin if you do not use like my name or mm-hmm. image for like promotional materials? And Which, what did they do? Mm-hmm. And they that's why he's name. not in the second movie. Mm-hmm. And then the third movie, they came and like apologized profusely and, and paid him a bunch and begged. And he was like, fine. Yeah, and he came back Thieves after that. was pretty dang good. Because he yeah, knew, and they were like, and yeah. they and they let him go wild in that movie because they were like, oh my god, we're so sorry, please, 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 please come back. Yeah, and I can, I mean, this is pure speculation, but like, I imagine people at Disney would have gotten an early, like, cut of the film of The Swan Princess and be like, this is actually, like, pretty decent. We need to sabotage We need this. to bury it. Right. Yeah. So pure speculation on my part. Just saying, just saying, that's what happened. But clearly, as we've talked about tonight, it has received a very strong following since then, and that we're all still talking about it. And not just among this group, but among at least people I've talked to, this film has remained very popular from our generation. Yeah, I feel like everybody who has seen it really enjoys it. They know it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of. Now that we have rewatched it and it is fresh in our brains, what is our revised grade for uh, The Swan Princess? Eli, do we dare start with you? Listen, no revision necessary, baby. <laughs> it's an A plus 10 out of 10, five stars, no notes. <laughs> it's great. Every time I watch it, I'm just, I notice more and more, and it's just such a good time. And it's so funny because I am usually such a like a, a horror sci-fi person, but like I go wild for Swan Princess. It's so good. <laughs> um, oh gosh, is it to me now for continuing with the yeah. order of things? Back to you, Nicole. Um, okay, looking at it objectively, I don't know. I I did very much enjoy it on this rewatch. Because you started at an. A. I started at an A. And honestly, that was partly just because I remembered as much of it as I did, being clearly like. As a child, I must have loved this for me it to have permeated my brain so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. I think this is a solid B plus movie. I think that it is well made for what it is, and it succeeds way more than it doesn't. Um, the music's great, and it's like you know, yes, Odette could very easily have had more agency in this film, but I also think that there are moments of, like, a more progressive sensibility, specifically with, like, why they don't get engaged at the beginning, of, Mm -hmm. like, no, I want you to love me for more than just my looks, which is, like, a very basic thing, but for, you know, as someone who watched this as, like, a three-year-old, being like, that's an important thing to to hear and to see, uh, where it's like they should, you know, someone should love you for you and not what you look like. Um, Yeah, B+. Devastated. <laughs> <laughs> I like it a lot. No, it's fair. I'll it's be, okay. I, she's I will a, she's be a honest. harsh critic. I do kind of agree. Like, listen, I love this movie. It is an A plus to me. But if the grading is different than what I give it, I, I think that totally makes yeah. sense. Like, <laughs> this is not high cinema, okay? <laughs> I don't know. If you were high and watched this, it might well, very well become high cinema. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Woo! High Cinema, coming to your podcasts this fall. Uh, I started at a B, and yeah, it's a lot of it's already been said. I was very surprised by the cleverness of this and the ingenuity of a lot of story details that, especially for the early 90s, were far more progressive than I would have thought they would have been. The engagement being a great example, the characters getting more to do, 
the fact that you're like everyone's a clown but in a good way we're like yes you're typical clowns you're clowns but even like your main leads get goofy moments you're the the queen a role that usually gets kind of sidelined be like oh you're a queen be a queen like she's a fucking nut like running around being out of her fucking mind it's like it takes a lot more risks you can see it's like we have the disney style and the disney like sensibility of storytelling but also we're a little bit looser here we can do a little bit more stuff that like Disney's going to come down and be like, oh, but you got to follow this, this, and that. And they took that and ran with it. So, like, the overall result maybe isn't as smooth and, like, clean as a Disney film. It's a little clunkier, but I kind of admire it for that. Mm-hmm. I, I admire it more for what it is trying to do and what it's aiming at. That even if it doesn't hit everything right on the mark, it gets pretty close most of the time. So, I've talked about this a lot in this podcast. I have a deep admiration for films that really go for it even if they don't succeed all the way, if they are in the right direction. I admire that so much more. So I am going to, I started at a B, fuck it. It's an A minus for me. Yes. I'm going to bump it up to an A minus. <laughs> I was going to say B plus for a while, then I went, ah, but I'm thinking about too many things that worked. And it was like, you keep talking about what worked, man. Like, you can bump it up one more. Like, it's okay. So, yeah, I'll give this an A minus, gladly. Excellent. And a job, a job well done. There you have it, dear listener. Um, If you are so inclined, check out The Swan Princess. That is a resounding recommendation from all three of us. I'd say so. Uh, especially if, like, if you watched this in your youth and loved it, like, it does hold up. So go watch it for that. If It's quite yeah, fun. Yeah, it's, it, quite it's fun. a fun time. Um, go treat yourself. Cool. I think we are nearing the end of this episode. Um, before we get into like our housekeeping stuff for the show, uh, Eli, is there anything that you would like to plug or mention to our listeners? Um, yes. Yes, there is. Uh, you Well, first and foremost, you can follow me on Twitter at Eli Lizzie Lizbet, E-L-I-L-I-Z-V-I-E-L-I-Z-B-E-T. Um, that's usually where I'm just tweeting about goofy stuff in space and whatever I'm working on. Speaking of what I'm working on, um, I'm a writer on this really cool surreal microfiction podcast called The Goblet Wire. So definitely check that out if you are into, um, fiction podcasts. And then actually I will be crowdfunding soon for the final season of my Magical Realist podcast called The Far Meridian. It is also a fiction podcast. I think it's pretty cool. It is really um, cool. We can can, can uh, confirm. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's primarily what I have to plug. Awesome. That's my phone. It's <laughs> slow and better. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, speaking of social media handles, uh, if you want to follow the show, we are on Twitter and Instagram at What a Movie Pod. If you would like to follow me, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Nicole Knutson sixteen. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the real J Ferrero. That's real with two E's, like a film reel. And Ferrero, as in Ferrero Rocher. And um, if you've been liking the show, uh, please consider leaving a five star rating and maybe a written review, if such a thing is possible, wherever you listen to this. And if you didn't like it, keep it to yourself. Yes, please. Uh, just find something else to listen to. There yeah. are so many podcasts. You don't need to listen you to can ours. You watch The Swan Princess again. Yes, it's exactly. Um, yeah, and uh, um, yeah, it is very late for us. So. We wish you a good night or a good day or a good morning whenever you have chosen to listen to our episode on this film. Um, And uh, I think that's it. Until then, I'm James Ferrero. I'm Nicole Knudsen. 
I was about to say I'm Hagatha. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm Hagatha Crispy. I'm Hagatha Crispy. And I'm Eli Barasa. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on the show, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we loved having you. Thank you so much for Yeah, coming thank on. you for being here. And what a movie! Princesses on parade. <laughs> Like, it's just so good. It's just so good. Oh, that was so much fun.